a good Saturday afternoon to you, Mr. Hammer. How are you? Oh, it's a beautiful Saturday. I was out this morning. I was sitting on the deck in the sun. I took the boat out on the lake. I took a run to the dump. It was, uh, what a great day. Take the penguins out for a walk. Oh, you Um, know what? They're they're tasty. Yeah, tastes almost like chicken. Nah, kind of fishy. (laughs) (laughs) This whole premise is kind of fishy. Anyway. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your weight staff. That's right. (laughs) So we got a big show today, don't we? We got a lot of stuff. I might even go so far as to say, Jim, we got a huge show today. Oh, God, oh, get another drink. <laughs> get a drink. Oh. <laughs> um, the <laughs> Although, actually, Bernie doesn't make it onto the show this week. He is not on our agenda. But we have got so much. We've got a train crash. We've got Russian submarines. We've got Saudi human rights. I don't even know where to start. But uh, You know, we should start with the intro. Hey, there's an idea. Let's start with the opening credits. You want to do it this week? No, no, I did it last week. No, 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 no. You you didn't do the boom chicka boom chicka boom go boom there though, did you? Well, boom chicka 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 boom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode fifty-five. Got to sound like a ringmaster, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Welcome to episode fifty-five of MWMB. That stands for middle-aged white men complaining, complaining about everything. That's your host, Alex Jeffries, who has somehow lost control of this whole episode, and I am his sidekick. Wait a minute, no. Co-host. I'm his co-host, Jim. Jim, 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 Jim. <laughs> My gosh, we have switched roles. This, this is like the, that, that uh, movie where the, the mom and the daughter switched. Yeah, it's like, it's Freaky Saturday. Um, yeah. oh, a conservative gosh. becomes a liberal. A liberal becomes a conservative. And nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I resemble that remark. Yeah. <laughs> In a world where the bazaar is every day. <laughs> okay, let, let's start off with some legitimate news because, you know, that is so unlike us since it's yeah, Freaky Saturday. You know, the, the biggest, there were a lot of big things that happened, you know, here in the United States this week, but I think the, you know, the thing that grabbed most attention was probably the. Really horrific uh, crash uh, of the Amtrak train outside of Philadelphia. Um, you know, it, it it got a lot of news, and and it was you know it was it was awful. People got seriously hurt. Uh, eight people got killed, and, and, that, and that is a shame. And I it is a shame. And I want to stress, we are not trying to find humor in that crash. However, in the reaction of some of our favorite polit- uh, of our favorite people here on the show, politicians, the news media, <laughs> and so in that light, and and others, we we did find a lot of fun in the reaction from the MWB helicopter yeah. high above <laughs> the railroad tracks in Northeast Philadelphia is coming to you live. Well, it was live when she recorded it. Jennifer Sargent, take it away. Six years of Army Broadcasting School for this. 
Not only has the crash of an Amtrak train in Philadelphia resulted in the deaths of eight people and the wounding of over 140 others, the tragedy has also spawned a wave of debate, media grandstanding, and at least one very bizarre insinuation. In Washington, members of the Democratic Party used the train crash as an excuse to lambast the Republican majority for not spending enough on the nation's transportation infrastructure. When asked about the charges, House Speaker John Boehner fired back, Are you really going to ask such a stupid question? I guess they are. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that clip? He's just so funny. He just looks at the camera. He's like, are you really going to ask such a stupid question? <laughs> well, well, uh, no. <laughs> what, what did Jennifer say when she recorded it? Nine out of ten orange people think that this is a stupid question. However, following the crash, the U.S. House did vote to cut Amtrak's funding by $251 million. At least one Facebook user appreciated the question, however, observing, So, there is a train derailment and Congress already wants to stop funding. But I believe there were several of these train derailments last month that were transporting oil, but not a word about any funds being cut. Funny how our government works. Funny? That's funny? That sounds normal. Yeah. I just, I, th- I thought that was great, though. You know, we have a passenger thing, and it's like, oh, I got to get rid of the rails, you know, and it's like, meanwhile, oil is, you know, my... Black gold. Texas, Texas tea. Yeah. Which we'll get to later. <laughs> yes. All right, well, wait, wait, there's more. There's more. It gets even worse. Also in the wake of the crash, NBC Nightly News decided to forego the use of its national broadcasting studio, which is capable of communicating directly with news outlets around the globe. Instead, the network chose to put news anchor Lester Holt in a helicopter hovering over the crash site for the entire news broadcast. This despite the fact that NBC already had at least three reporters on the ground. Holt has been hosting the evening news ever since longtime anchor Brian Williams was caught in a lie about his actions while reporting from the scene in Iraq. And this is Lester Holt, and I was there. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Really, look, you can see me. You can see me. We got it on film. Did you see? You probably didn't watch watched that broadcast. I, I, I went back and I watched it um, online. I watched as much of it as I could stand, frankly. I'm like, I know it's the business of the news media to bring us the news, and I know this train accident was news, but what the, why do you have to get up in a goddamn helicopter when you have three reporters on the ground in front of the triage place? Because they heard ABC was going to do it from the space shuttle. Yeah, that's right. It's like, okay. So, yeah, so poor Lester Holtz up there. He looks like a goldfish in a bowl. <laughs> you know, and he's trying to anchor the news with these big headphones on his head and the blazer. Uh, you know what I think it was? Is, is they just can't afford CNN's virtual, you know, wolf blister stands in the middle of the universe. They can't afford that. It's called a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> You just get a big green sheet and you film the actor. I'm sorry, the journalist in front of it. Uh, okay, so yeah, I, I'm sorry, but NBC almost a candidate for the salute as far as I'm concerned this week in terms of disrespect for the dead. Holy crap. This is like, I mean, have you ever heard more naked opportunism and showboating in your entire life? I'm going to go up in a helicopter for no good reason. Wait a minute, we're doing that right now. <laughs> no, Jim, we're not. We're complaining about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we don't get... Yeah, 
My point, Jim, is that we are not playing to the crowd because there is no crowd. All right, well, continuing on. But perhaps the most bizarre twist in the story came when the conservative news media found out the engineer of the Amtrak train was also a gay rights activist who has demonstrated in favor of gay marriage. According to audio on the Right Wing Watch website, conservative commentator Sandy Rios of the American Family Association said that the fact that the engineer was gay would be left out of the story. I'm not inferring that this accident happened because he was gay, but I do think it's an interesting part of the story, and you can bet it will be edited out. I would say this, I know of at least one situation, and I don't know if this relates to Brandon in any way, but when people are going through some uh, confusion that has to do with the very core of who they are, like, for instance, someone I know who was a pilot for a very large airline uh, started taking hormone uh, shots to change genders and put his entire plane at risk because... Because he had an emotional, uh, angry outburst to something that happened. And uh, he was suspended for a very long time and then reinstated. Uh, So um, I I don't know, but I I think it's something to be discussed. And I think it's a factor, and I'm doubting you'll hear it anywhere else. You have got to be kidding me. From the MWMB Newsroom, I'm Jennifer Sargent. My goodness, I hope we won't hear about that anywhere else. (laughs) Good. Excuse me while I paint my nails. <laughs> I love Jennifer's one editorial comment, too. It's just like, do you have to be bleeping kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, uh, does the fact that the train was going twice the speed limit around that corner, have, do you think that might have anything to do with it? Well, maybe the guy wanted to be a really, truly flaming gay. I mean, obviously, that's the conclusion oh, that the right wing has come to. I, I, I apologize for that joke, and yet I don't, because I, I can't believe that the man's I, I, I cannot believe it now like th- th- this is the thing that really killed me about this Jim oh, because okay. here we go here here comes a liberal rant here it comes here it comes folks oh, okay. look this isn't liberal or conservative this is just human you can't tell me that you as a real honest and thoughtful conservative are buying into this garbage are you Oh, heavens no. Oh, exactly. Uh, so, okay. Even today they said there might have been an object thrown at the train. We don't know. What we do well, let's know rush to is, judgment. What we do know is that just because somebody is gay does not mean he cannot drive a train, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you drive it right into gay land. This guy could have been stupid for any number of reasons. It doesn't, you know. Anyway, here's the thing. This show in and of itself is living proof that any two idiots with access to a microphone can do a radio show. (laughs) You even paid for yours. I'd never heard of this Sandy Rios before, and I thought, well, maybe, you know, before I put this on our show and and suggested it to the editorial department in the newsroom, I thought to myself, well, you know, let's go check out these people and see if they're actually for real, or if this is just some nutcase that some other nutcase found, and is this just an internet argument between two weird little trolls? Well, I found out that this American Family Network is a real radio network, and that they have stations, they have one... 160 radio stations around the country. That might not sound like a lot until you stop and figure out that's more than... How many do we have? That's more than three stations per state. (laughs) This lady is on a network that has more than three radio stations per state, claiming that the reason the the train crashed was because the guy's in favor of gay marriage. My head is just spinning. All right, well... We'll we'll, we'll keep abreast of this story. 
hey, so speaking of gay, yeah. remember, <laughs> do you remember the village people? <laughs> yes, I do remember the village people. You know, boom, 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 in boom, the boom, Navy. In the Navy. You can sail the seven seas. In the, in Navy. the Navy. You can do just do as you please. please in the Navy. Hey, hey there's a segue. Bend over, touch your knees. <laughs> Well, you know what Winston Churchill said about naval tradition? Yes, I do, but I'll give you the honor of the quote. Ah, it's nothing but the lash rum and sodomy. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of sodomy... Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea where this is taking us, It's going to take us into the waters of Finland and Sweden. According to reports in the Washington Post and elsewhere, Finland and Sweden have noticed an increase in the numbers of Russian military incursions on their borders. The two Scandinavian countries, neither of which belongs to NATO, have reported increased activity either by Russian submarines or Russian aircraft or both. The Finns have reported that their research ships have been driven from international waters, while last fall the Swedes suspected the presence of a Russian submarine in their home waters. The growing tension is inspiring Cold War memories in many and has led some to call for increased military budgets. One Swedish group, however, says it has hit upon a nonviolent way to deter Russian subs from spending time in Swedish waters. Capitalizing on the virulent anti-homosexual stance of the Putin government, the Swedish Peace and Arbitration Society has lowered a neon sign into waters where suspected naval activity has taken place. Featuring a dancing, topless male sailor, the sign continuously broadcasts in Morse code, inviting the Russians to come ashore with the words, This way, if you are gay. Oh, 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 they lowered a neon sign. They lowered this. You can find pictures of this. Do on, they know that submarines don't have windows? <laughs> I think it's the Morse code they're counting on. Just, you know, I, I think it's the Morse code, and maybe the the thumping rhythmic dance track in the background. No, not that. That's a manly tune, Jim. Manly. Nobody drives a train to that song. A little uh, bit of disco. In the Navy. There's, there's Boris, you know, behind the periscope. I want to be the construction worker. <laughs> I don't remember there was a submarine captain in the village people, but there is now. <laughs> and Putin's at home going, oh, shut up, you mouth. <laughs> I want to be the Indian chief. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, Putin would have to... Putin would shit a brick. Um, <laughs> he hates gay people so much. I want to sub like Putin. One that never saved me. I want to sub like Putin. This, this was the week that the, the news was so freaking weird that I had to look up everything and say, no, this is a hoax. This is one of those news hoaxes, and I'm not no, falling for it. real. The Swedish Peace and Arbitration Society has been around for like 100 years. I think the founder might have won a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Back in the early days, you know, they helped set it up and everything like that. This is a real deal. And you can go to their website and you just Google it, uh, Swedish Peace and Arbitration Society, and they've got film of them putting this underwater neon sign <laughs> into the ocean off the Swedish we coast. We want you. We want you. We want you to switch teams, too. <laughs> oh, my. I was just thinking of Sean Connery. You know, in Red October, <laughs> coming around the corner. My friends, today we sail into history. Holy shit. Um, 
That does not go well with nuclear missiles either. <laughs> yeah. Vasily, one ping only, please. <laughs> but you promised the next ping to me, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, average Russian don't take a dump without a plan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The Germans did once and sank the damn U-boat. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> That's another story. Episode 48, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right, all right, wait, wait, wait. Let's move on here. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, we'll move on. Um, to some legitimate news. Some, well, let's, some... let's stop for a minute before we get too far afield, and, and let's... Uh, Let's let's take time out because I'm too busy still laughing about <laughs> in the navy. You got the rush hollow, you please. In the navy, you can get down on your knee. Oh, never yeah. mind. <laughs> in the navy, don't you go oh. and pick up soap in the navy. In cabbage the navy. patch, cabbage patch, Jeff. My God, stop us! Yeah, well, stop let's have somebody us. else sing for a change. Well, Cabbage Patch Jeff has been paying attention to um, the antics of of his governor Rick Scott, known fondly to uh, to us here at MWMB as Governor Skeletor. Um, there's a picture of him on the MWMB Facebook page. If you're not from Florida and familiar with Rick Scott, you can see why he has gained his little nickname, Governor Skeletor. Anyway. Cabbage Patch Jeff being the last unrepentant hippie in the world, and my dear father as well, is not a big fan of this uber-conservative Tea Party former medical executive accused of bilking the state. And I don't actually know at the time of recording what Rick Scott did to him off so much this time, but obviously he did something. And so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we take you to the Garfish Room at the Cabbage Patch Cafe for the musical stylings of Cabbage Patch Jeff. Well, Rick Scott, Rick Scott, fraud in his past. He never answered question we asked. Rick Scott, Rick Scott, hide behind the fifth. Demon spawn forced on us by the Sith. Got no voice, no health care, no Obama money, Rick says He's been holding the big sugar grips. His Medicare ruse was a fool, Obama. He was inspired by this recent past mama. He prefers to privatize health care. Is that cash and fraud I smell in the air? Rick Scott, Rick Stock opens his mouth. Only ox excrement ever comes out. Skeletal head, reptilian eyes, nothing to expect but more lies. Rick Scott, Rick Scott, fraud in his past. He never answered the question we asked. Rick Scott, Rick Scott, hide behind the fifth. Demon spawn force on us by the You know, if I had read the news story, I think that song would have been really funny. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Pop, but this is what happens when, when you don't get your song in on time. We don't listen to it before we record. And we just put it on. And we just put it on and leave you out there hanging. He said it's to the tune of the Swamp Fox, which which I, I'm assuming is a TV show about Francis oh, Marion? Leslie Nielsen. Really? Played the Swamp Fox. Swamp Fox, Swamp Fox, going through the side. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay, well, there you go. At least you'll recognize the tune when you hear it after we've pretended to listen to it. <laughs> Swamp fox, swamp fox. If uh, the British can't catch him, nobody will. Anyway, yeah. There was really a TV show about Francis Marion or whatever his name was? It was on Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Wow. Yeah, Sunday nights. It was a whole series. Yeah, I got to make every effort, you know. It really wasn't that good. Oh, well, the hell with that then. to me this week with a story. We're going to go overseas again now. Jim came to me this week with a story which, frankly, the headline was so funny that this is yet a third one that I you thought... You didn't believe it. You didn't believe it. You had to look it up. You had to get three references okay, for this one. Okay, in all fairness, your source was some website called Spielblast or something like that. Which is, which is German for the truth or something. Yeah, no, I think it was actually Spurious was the name of the website. Spurious so at any rate, so yeah, it was a German website. And, and I have to say, you know, because believe it or not, even though we are a couple of idiots, we, we, we do try to, you know, to comment on legitimate news stories. Is, is, I mean, because our whole point here at MWMB, uh, this show, MWM, this show is, us. is us. We the whole point is that the world we live in is insane and we don't have to pay attention to crackpots on the Internet because real people are doing things, as my father used to say, that you don't even want to think about. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a never-ending source of amusement. It, it is. So I don't want to go out and perpetuate bullshit when there's so much real shit there that we can... <laughs> I hope you're beeping that part. I, I know that your audience is, is, is sensitive to these things, so yes, the swear tone will get quite the workout this week, but at any rate... Um, at any rate, suffice it to say that when it came in from their spurious website, I, I did not believe it. I searched on the Internet. I thought, well, Jim might have been a victim of a hoax. I searched on the Internet, and then I saw it in the Jewish Times. And I thought, okay. And then you thought, that, well, that can't be right. I'm like, seriously? Apparently, it is a, a, a real thing. But I did a little bit more searching once I read the Jewish Times article, and I found that this agency that they refer to, the NGO that's referred to in, in the story, UN Watch, actually exists. It's based in Switzerland, and it has garnered the attention of many legitimate people that I have indeed heard of, like Kofi Annan, the former Secretary General of the United Nations. So, uh, I guess without further ado, we'll, we'll go to Jennifer in the newsroom. According to the group UN Watch, Saudi Arabia's attempt to become the head of the UN's Human Rights Council could be, quote, the final nail in the coffin for the credibility of a body that already counts dictatorships like China, Cuba, and Russia as members, and whose top advisor is co-founder of the Muammar Gaddafi Human Rights Prize, unquote. <laughs> 
You can hardly say that with a straight face. The Muammar Gaddafi Human Rights Prize. Jim, the mind boggles. And you wonder why I doubted that this was a real story. My God. Who wouldn't want to have that on their shelf? Of course, it's a human head. The group, which has in the past been praised by former U.N. Secretary General Kofi Annan, said it is urging the United States and other Western governments to oppose the move by the Saudi monarchy, citing the regime's tendency to oppress women, gays, and religious minorities, and to be liberal only when it comes to applications of a razor-sharp sword. The executive director of the Geneva-based organization said, quote, electing Saudi Arabia as the world's judge on human rights would be like making a pyromaniac the town fight. Chief, unquote. It is only fair to mention that while the group has garnered international praise from many, others have labeled it as pro-Israel. <laughs> Wait, women can't drive. I don't think they can vote. They uh, they got to wear the big long things. The yes, the public beheadings. The, uh, the oh, and now they're bombing the bejesus out of Yemen. I mean, yes. Yes. Well, in all fairness, we do do an awful lot of bombing and executing here in America, too. Yeah, women can drive. I, I Anyway, you know I, you know, I was researching. I did a lot of research on this because I'm like, okay, this can't be true. This is just this is just Arab bashing or something. But, you know, I found in the same time, in my research, I didn't share this with you before, so this will be new to you. In my research, I found the story about how, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, Saudi Arabia beheaded a teenage nanny for, I don't remember what, I guess the baby died while in her care, and so they executed her. She was from the Philippines, I believe. Um, And they talked about in this, they talked about the fact, you know, they really do use a sword, and they bring the condemned prisoner out into the middle of the town square, and they have an actual executioner whose job it is to do this. Um, And the story notes, and I quote, the heads of the condemned can sometimes roll several feet from the body, said Saudi Arabia's leading executioner in a rare 2003 interview with a Saudi newspaper, Arab News. The criminal is tied and blindfolded, he said. With one stroke of the sword, I sever his head. It rolled meters away. Ali Beshi said he has executed as many as 10 people in one day by sword and by bullet. It depends on what they ask me to use. Sometimes they ask me to use a sword and sometimes a gun. But most of the time, he said, I use the sword. He says he keeps his sword razor sharp and allows his children to help clean it. Yes, yes, there is our number one candidate for the U.N. Human Rights Commission to chair it. Well, you know, the family that slays together stays together. Well, you certainly stay awake for the meetings there, unlike North Korea. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. No, it's exactly like North Korea. Oh, that's that's a thing we can't even get into today. Yeah, we're not getting into that. What Jim's referring to, ladies and gentlemen, is that a general apparently fell asleep uh, while Kim Jong-un... Great leader. Great leader. The great leader was going on in a meeting, and so he was later executed. Um, by use... <laughs> put him in, go ahead. By use of an anti-aircraft gun. Now, for those of you that are not gun nuts... It's big. What you need to picture is a gun barrel roughly the size of the culvert that runs under your road. And a shell the size of a VW. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of something else that they, you know, toss the guy out of the airplane. You know, Kim Jong Un's going pool. <laughs> There's a satellite picture from South Korea of this. They basically put them all on the field. They put the guns down at their lowest elevation, so they're basically firing straight across the field. And they line up all the people that are going to get executed that day like bowling pins. Uh, and then there's a huge grandstand behind the guns. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, how amusing can that be? Because when you get hit by one of those things, you're nothing but a nothing. You're nothing. puddle of little drops of nothing. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do after Florida and after the Texas show. We're going to have to do a North Korea show. I think every other episode is a North Korea show. <laughs> <laughs> this show started off as, you know, uh, a show about ridiculous American politics as viewed from the left and the right. But it really has become the Russia North Korea show. I got a picture of North of uh, Kim Jong Un on Mars. <laughs> yeah, bet you do. <laughs> now, see, unlike NBC, the North Koreans understand how to use a green screen. He's <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong Un coming to you live from the top of Mount. Oh, it's, we're we're getting on uh, we're getting on time here, Alex. Yeah, this is on time, man. We are so far past time. This is going to be one of our longest shows ever. If you're still with us, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. The best parts yet to come. Yes, it is because we have come to the end of our regular show, and we have gotten to personally what has become my favorite part of the entire exercise, and that is our weekly salute. And and this week's salute, we actually do not have a name associated with the salute. So, man out there, you know who you are. An anonymous malefactor. Uh, the cops, they know who you are. And uh, the rest the, of us really wish we knew who you were. Yeah. And, and in the question of what does a bear do in the woods, let's go to Jennifer in the newsroom. When confronted with a black bear, hand-to-hand combat may not be the best idea, at least not according to one police department. Police in North Adams, Massachusetts, used their Facebook page this week to advise area residents that, quote, chasing bears through the woods drunk with a dull hatchet is strongly not advised, unquote. <laughs> Sharpen it up, baby. According to the department's post, one citizen, upon encountering a bear, did just that. The PD says, quote, we don't need anyone going all Davy Crockett, unquote. Referred to by the Post's author as the Hatchet Man, the bear's would-be assailant was taken into protective custody. Allegedly, the bear baiter was incapacitated from the consumption of alcoholic beverages. No! <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, did no. you? No! <laughs> the Post also asked for people with more information to explain what the man's endgame was, because, quote, we have no idea, a bar when he was only three. Animals have figured large on North Adams police blotter in recent days, according to another post on the department. Facebook page, a piglet was found the previous day wandering on Route 2 and was, like the intoxicated bear fighter, placed into protective custody by the department. Anyone with more details about the baby pig's identity is encouraged to contact officials. <laughs> the piglet answers to the name Bacon. <laughs> Here, lunchy, lunchy, Bill. <laughs> Just imagine how the story might have ended if the piglet had met the bear. Oh, God, it's a Winnie the Pooh. 
<laughs> of course, if you want to be completely accurate about it, yesterday he was Winnie the Pig, but today he's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Well, not, you know, but before we go on, before we go on and make the actual salute, before we roll the salute music and get the heck out of here, I, I want to point something out. Now, you actually found the bear story for us on on our old standby and favorite this website ever. What was it? Pol- what is it? Policebeat.com or something like that? Yeah, Police One. What is it called? Police One. Police One. That's right. So, but I went one step further researching this because, again, I'm like, okay, that's just, it's been a research. This show has just been so full of bizarre stuff that everything, I'm like, no, I got to double check that, 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 that. So I went to the North Adams Police Department Facebook page. Many news outlets have picked up the bear story because it was it was first reported by the Associated Press. And that's where Police One got it. And several TV news stations have reported it and so forth. And, you know, uh, frankly, I have to say that of all the ones I watched, I still think Jennifer's dry read is the funniest version of the story rather than all those news people trying to make jokes. But here's the thing I'm proud of. He. That's right. She's professional. Here, I'm sorry, you and I are just a couple of cranks. Before, before, before podcasting was invented, Jim, we would have done this from our front porch. And as soon as we're done, I'll put on a beer and going back to my back porch. That's right. Yelling at the kids. Anyway, here's my point is I'm very proud of our news team because none of the other news outlets that I saw picked up on the piglet story. Even as we speak, I'm reading But what are the freaking odds? (laughs) What are the freaking odds that one night a... One day, a piglet gets loose and starts wandering around town. And the next day, a drunken hatchet man decides to take on a bear single Oh, and here's one of the comments from the piglet story. It says, free breakfast at the police station. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the heck with the guy with the, ac- with the hatchet. We should just salute the North Adams Police Department. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I think I think you know. Normally, we don't salute the good guys; we salute the idiots. But I think this week, the North Adams Police Department does deserve the salute for husbandry, for animal husbandry, far and above the call of the duty. The call of duty. I think so. All right, let's start that music. And so, to the men and women of the North Adams Police Department, for animal husbandry far and above the call of duty, and for thinking to share your experiences with the rest of a bored and (laughs) doubting world, we here at MWMB salute you. Well, that certainly wraps up another exciting week for us. Yeah, it wraps it up right. kind of like you, kind of like after you clean a fish and you wrap up what's left over and bury it in the backyard. <laughs> oh, the boom chicka boom music is running now, oh, and we are have a great headed week. for the door. What's have that? a great week, Alex. Jim, you have a terrific week as well. Uh, hopefully, your snow is truly and welly gone. And, uh, you know, those penguins on the barbecue taste terrific. So, I'll, I wish you I'll all post the a best. picture of the, of, the, of the shish kebab tonight. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'll have happy feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And some rather pleasantly amused wings. <laughs> Non-aliens, you know, nothing, nothing tastes happy quite like feet. A... It sounds happy feet. It sounds like sounds like something you get at a Chinese restaurant with duck sauce. <laughs> I'll have the happy feet, please. It sounds like my trip to the bathroom right after the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Oh, I think that's called beat one, feet. feet. <laughs> oh, you got the happy feet. <laughs> oh. In the navy, right. well, the seven In seas. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a wrap. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>